Well, it's the Knockout Definition original unnamed host. Joined alongside my other co-host. The one, the only, G.A. West. What's going on, unnamed BG Knockout? Well, uh, this is, uh, our, is this our first episode in the new year? Um, nah. Because uh, last week was our first episode of the new year. Was it? Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't think, uh, as of recording, I don't believe it's been posted yet. Um, no, I could be wrong on that. It was posted. Well, it was posted. Okay, I missed it. Up and running. <laughs> okay, that's my bad. That's my bad. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, that tells the type of week I've been having. There you, um, there you go. Well, all right. Well, this is our right, second episode. Second edition, yes. <laughs> Probably the, the, the sequel. This the sequel. This might be our biggest episode because I feel like some uh, big news has gone down this past week. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking next week is going to be really, you know, what I'm saying really special. Really? Why is that? Uh, oh, I know why. <laughs> you forget a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been that kind of a week. I see. Well, that's going to be actually the the title of today's episode. <clears throat> All right. It's been I that kind of a week. You know, because uh, it has been that kind of a week. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, sequels, it's the return of Vincent Kenny McMahon. The return of the man. Exactly. Once again. Or like the L Cool J album, uh, Bigger and Deffer. Right, right. <laughs> um, so now it looks like. Uh, last week we were sort of uh, 50-50 in regards to what he's going to do when he returns but it now sounds like it's pretty much that he's coming back to uh, make some change off of his uh, baby yeah he is uh, you know what here we go here's one I don't think anybody ha- has said yet <clears throat> this man is 2023 Frieza how so he, he likes to take planets and sell them to the highest bidder that, that yeah. was Frieza's deal. He he would go conquer planets and sell them. Really, I never knew that. In this, yeah. in the original uh, DBZ storyline, he never established that. He no, they did establish that. The original. Oh. When Vegeta uh, Vegeta tells the background, and that's how the uh, the Saiyans were brought in to uh, Frieza and slave the Saiyans to help him conquer those planets. But then they'd sell them. Oh, but I thought he they wiped them out though. Like the plan, well, they would destroy the planets. Well, yeah, he ultimately wiped wiped them all out. Well, the planets okay. or the the Saiyans? No, just the the planets that he like tried to like didn't like. Yeah, I think some he wiped out, but some he kept. Like, um, okay. yeah, the ones he kept, they all got renamed to like Frieza something something number like five thousand two hundred and one. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Like when um in between the Saiyan saga and the Namek saga, um, <clears throat> Vegeta goes to heal himself. Yep. And it's like at some freezer planet. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Um, so with Vince, uh, the timing of his sales, I, I feel, is, is like almost like a rush. He just like wants to get it out of his hair type of thing. Um, you know, instead of like, you know, obviously letting it grow or keeping it in the family. Uh, do you, do you believe the whole, narrative of uh him doing this to spite his kids <sighs> possibly okay um definitely possibly there's uh he, he want to spite his kids what have his kids done to him to 
spite them. I mean, they maybe they're the ones that <laughs> that leaked the info. <laughs> but do you think all throughout Vince's whole history of uh, you know wrestlers leaving, showing up on different shows, and you know he would be that like petty almost, like with all like the other back you know and forth he's had with his co-workers and stuff like that. Yeah, but Vince has been petty with all of them. We've we yeah, talked about that the, on various episodes. Yeah, but a lot of the wrestlers that like he's had, like, remember Warrior? I mean, uh, before his passing, uh, you know, uh, they weren't on best of terms. And all of a sudden, they became buddy-buddy, you know, for him to get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Like, they, you would thought they never missed a step. Like, you would thought the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior never came out. Yeah, but that's, that's Vincent, his crazy, you know, I, I always think of the Jimmy Wang Yang story. Jimmy Wang Yang was let go by WWE. Six months later, he they're, they're in Arizona where he lives. So he goes, you know, goes backstage to say hi to everybody. And uh, Vince sees him and is like, Jimmy Wang Yang, I haven't seen you around. And he's like, well, yeah, you fired me. And Vince is like, what? No, I didn't. And hired him back on the spot. Yeah, but that's not Vince being petty, though. That, but that's Vince being, you know, I don't, just kind of I don't I don't want to call that crazy but like you fired the guy and then you then you said you didn't fire him and you so you rehire him but I mean that could just be like a you know a, a mental fart you know what I'm saying like you have a roster so you know huge it's hard to keep up with everybody you know like like the, so you maybe know, the ultimate warrior thing was a mental fart maybe Vince was like I mean, oh you know what <laughs> that's different though because the ultimate warrior is like synonymous like he brought he brought in a lot of revenue. He was one A to Hogan, uh, one B to Hogan's one A at one point. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you often worry that Jimmy Wayne, no disrespect to Jimmy Wayne Yang. I'm like, but, you said Jimmy Wayne Yang didn't bring in revenue? I'm just saying, are you comparing him to Warriors uh, Legacy? I'm just saying, are you saying <laughs> Jimmy Wayne Yang didn't bring in revenue? I'm uh, into the amount that Warrior did? Yes. I'm definitely <laughs> saying that. Uh, <laughs> the Warrior was a, if you had to think about like the late 80s, like a big name, it was Warrior, Hogan, Mach, um, maybe Piper? I would throw Jake Roberts higher than Piper, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would too. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm just saying. But, but I, I feel you. Yeah, but, but I'm saying like back to Vince and, and his kids, you know, Stephanie and Shane, I mean, I, I just never saw something that would, you know, irk him so much that he like, I'm just going to, you know, blow up the whole, you know, company type of situation. You know what I mean? I mean, this might be the self-destruction of the McMahon kids. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes we don't know about. Yeah, like, ah, here we go. Yeah, but I'm at like this stage where A, Vince is, you know, more closer to uh, 80 than 70, like, those are like the, the, the years where you still like put in retrospect where you like, all right, I'm gonna throw all my old feuds because you know what I'm saying? Like, not yeah. Say, like, I mean, any day we can really go and technically because you know, tomorrow's never guaranteed, but I'm just saying it's like from that point of view, most people, when as they get you know older, they t tend to you know ease back on the pedal of uh, you know, progression. I, I feel you. Well, I, I think a few things have to be taken into account though. Um, first and foremost being that uh, Vince aggressively took over the company from his dad. But wasn't Vince senior, like, wasn't more, like, on his way out, like, health-wise? Yes, he, he had a lot of health issues, but right. he wasn't he wasn't willing to easily let it go either. Oh, okay, okay. And that's why uh, Gorilla Monsoon had a job for life. Really? But yeah, because uh, 
when Vince McMahon Jr. was ready to take over, like he talked to Gorilla about it. And he had Gorilla as his backup. Ah, okay. Gorilla had that much um, uh, pull at the time. Yeah, from what I understand, everybody yeah. was afraid of Gorilla Monsoon, and it's interesting because we only know him as the commentator, really. You know? Yeah, you, you know, all like nice and like you know, almost like a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. But uh, from what I understand, he was basically Vince's bodyguard in like the early days. Like, so he was like a just... like an original goon back then. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he was a big dude. Uh, you know, even as a wrestler, because I've seen some clips of him wrestling. He's you know, not little. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I'm like, I've seen his uh, eight by ten. I don't think I've ever actually seen him wrestle. Yeah, I was, I was, they got they got like uh, clips on YouTube, like during like the Madison Square Garden uh, era days. It's a, is it like the black and white? No, nah, it's in color. Okay. Uh, so yeah, definitely you know look up that uh, but that's interesting. I never knew you know like um, Gorilla was that type of guy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he had Vince's back during that hostile takeover. Okay. And uh, so I wonder if Vince feels like he had to aggressively take it from his dad. Does he want his kids to aggressively take it from him? Right. But I'm just surprised that... All right, well, I'm curious to know. All right, so if Vince does sell, <clears throat> can you... Like, is he going to be done in business, like, in this right off in the sunset and just live off his, whatever the sale is? Or does he you see himself trying to do something else? Well, that's that's what's tough because I'm like, <clears throat> what does the sale do for Vince? Aside from, you know, for, from his legacy standpoint, he gets yep. to be like, yeah, like, I'm the one that sold. I, I made WWE and I sold it. Right. Um, but from a, I, I mean, like you said, he's closer to 80 than 70. Yep. So he sells the company for let's say even a, a, a couple billion dollars, which you yep. probably will be able to. Yeah, with just a basic you know, the library. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 this uh backtracking slightly, I think part of the reason why they're in a rush to sell is because uh from what I've read, they want to sell before the next T V deal comes around, which is gonna be uh twenty twenty four. Okay. And, and the reason why you would do that is because now you're playing with imaginary numbers to, to help your sale price go higher. Because you what you do is you go, yeah, like, you know, you're buying it for this much because next year, 2024, y'all are going to be able to negotiate a higher TV deal. Right. <clears throat> so that way, if, but if you do it after the TV deal, well, now you're, you're working with real numbers. So it's like, oh, this is really what it is. Right. But yeah, when you do it before, you can sell it. Like, oh, no, you guys are going to sell that TV deal for a lot, a lot of money. And they probably will get a good TV deal. Um, yeah. As much as we complain about the ratings of wrestling, it's still the highest rated stuff on television after football. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, like, if Disney does buy them, or, you know, rumors, um, how's that affect, you know, uh, their air, like, when would they air, you know, uh, televised events with uh, wrestling because obviously they're not going to do that with NFL being like their money maker. I don't know. I don't because I don't know that they hurt the NFL at all. True. 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 Like NFL hurts wrestling. <laughs> wrestling doesn't hurt NFL. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, it will be interesting. Um, yeah, because yeah, if they do sell to Disney... Um, does Disney make 
any kind of changes that impact well well number one does disney renew the tv deals with fox and usa Mm. that that becomes the first question yeah yeah i don't know if they do yeah or do they keep it in house they move it to i don't know what they would do would they move it to espn yeah or yeah just put on the disney network app and just do the, the television tapings on that yeah yeah does it all just go to streaming yeah, which forces everybody into, you know, get into your app. Right, right. You know, so that's definitely a possibility. And over in India, uh, WWE Network is already on the Disney app. Yeah, so might as well, you know, uh, just consolidate everything into, you know, one under one umbrella. Yeah, so that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um, now, do you think this is all, do you think, is there any chance that Vince could be pump faking this whole situation? Um, and not selling? Yeah. If he's not selling, what's he doing? I don't know. That's the thing. Is he just trying to, you know, get, get, because uh, I mean, this is the most, no, I would say this is the most, but like, you know, getting his company's name out in the mainstream, you know, news outlets, especially with like Wall Street Journal, especially because they were doing more stuff on besmirching his character. Maybe he's just doing this to, you know, get more, more light on the, on the brand. Possibly, but I don't know that it's positive light. What selling the company? Yeah, because like right now the talk is like Saudi Arabia and blood money. And- well, I mean they've even had that when they initially started that pay per view. But before the other articles about his, you know, transgressions with you know hush money of this lady this and that, and I mean that opened up a whole uh, book of worms, uh, you know, about his character. True, true. So do you think he's thinking like, oh, I'll just come out and do this and that'll distract everybody from, from the other stuff? Yeah, and then he'll just, you know, go back to doing whatever he was doing before then. Which the time, I think the, the probably time, that's the problem. Yeah, well, the timing of all this is just like so, it's so quick. It is quick, but I think, but I think that's a, you, what you, I think you actually just hit the nail on the head accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you said he'll go back to doing whatever he was doing before. I think that's the problem. I don't think he had anything to do. Well, there were, you know, uh, um, you know, murmurs of him seeing a new. So, it, real quick, is Vincent Linda divorced or separated or what's going on? Because there were pictures of him with another person. And, I don't know. It could be like another coworker, assistant, whatever the case may be. That were like in the the headlines, like on TMZ. What, like four months ago? Yeah, him out to dinner with his lady yeah. friend. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess we don't know. It could be his, like, cousin for all we know. But, like, <laughs> is well, him and Linda's situation, like, are they, you they know? They are not divorced. Okay. <clears throat> um, but the rumor is they haven't lived together in years. So they're separated. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I don't know. Maybe he was, whatever he was doing, hanging out with other People at the same time before he, you know, came back with his whole business sale situation. Uh, not that I know Vince McMahon at all, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like having a lady friend isn't enough for his attention. He he's got to really be into digging something deep. Well, I mean, yeah, like we said, I mean, he, he already lost the XFL, so he can't go to that. Yeah, he but, obviously yeah. wants to sell, you know, WWE. Um, he already tried his hand in. Uh, uh, bodybuilding that didn't yeah. work out so I mean like I think we both agree that we get, really can't see him not doing anything you know uh, 
you know, so that's why I'm surprised like this whole sale thing doesn't really go to narrative of him being able to, all right, I'm gonna sell it, live off of whatever billions I made uh, on top of whatever hundreds of millions I already have initially, like to do what? Especially if you are getting close to 80, your body breaks down, you probably don't want to be as active as you once were as far as like, you know, at, you know, physical activities. I mean, he still goes to the gym, but yeah. Yeah, Vince, uh, Vince is a different kind of cat. Um, and, and I think, you know, Linda McMahon, um, she was asked. So when the whole, all the scandal and everything came out, and it looked like, um, I forget if this was right after Vince was forced to resign or right before, but um, the cameras caught up to Linda McMahon and they were trying to ask her questions and she didn't want to answer any of them. But yep. uh, the one thing she did say because they were like, well, what's Vince going to do? And she was like, hopefully he finds a hobby. Um, and th- that that will always stick in my my, my head. Like, the, just the way she said it, you could tell. Like, she she was genuine. Like, she was like, I, I hope he finds a hobby because yep. that guy's going to go crazy probably, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were in Vince's shoes, would you sell a company and just ride up to the sunset and relax until you, you know, your, your, your later golden years? Or would you just you know, keep on letting the company thrive. So I've never walked a mile in Vince's shoes. And they say you can't, you know, whatever, until you've walked a mile in that person's shoes. Yeah. So I can only go off of walking in my own shoes. But I, I will say, uh, walking in my own shoes, if I had hundreds of millions of dollars at 50, I would probably be, be retired. <laughs> And be like, oh man, I'm gonna find some fun hobbies and games to play. Like, yeah, like, cause yeah, like, what else? You know, once you've got hundreds of millions, you're straight. Your kids are straight. Your grandkids are straight. Like, you should be enjoying yourself. But, but I think Vince enjoys himself by working. Okay, so if he sells the company, he ain't gonna be working anymore. Unless, yep, um, they put him in, in power, like uh, Dana White. Or he's already 80% uh, shit on uh, of the company, so what else? What do you mean? Like, so, so Dana White, uh, when the UFC got sold, yep. they, Dana White remained as president. Like, uh-huh. they, even though he, like, they paid him, like, I think he made, like, $400 million or something, like, or maybe even more than that. Okay. Um, actually, yeah, no, $400 million was 50 off the vitamin water. Okay. Um, so yeah, Dana White I think was even more than that. But uh, however much money you know Dana White made off the sale of the UFC, but yep. then they immediately put him back in power. Like even though he's not the owner anymore, he was still running it. Yep. And so they could do that with Vince. They could buy it from him and then install him as the guy that runs it. Okay. Um, with Triple H, um, doing um creative still. That's the that's the billion dollar question, right? That's what everybody wants to know. Yeah, because um, yeah, uh, and the fear is that um, because the, the fear I think is if Saudi Arabia buys that they will put Vince in creative power because mm-hmm. they they remember '90s wrestling, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so I think yeah they would be like, well, we want the guy that ran it the way we liked it back when it was running. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so Vince can make a hefty sale uh, if he if does go to over there, um, you know, be head of creative while getting a paycheck doing it. Yeah, yep. 
Okay. All right. Um, that's not a bad play uh, if you're Vince. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. You know? Yeah. I would do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, especially again, like, like I said, for me, I, I would be retired with all that money. I, I'd be playing games on my video. I'd be playing games on my cell phone. Yep. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to pay $10 for that power up. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Vince can, like, with his way of, if he did take control of creative, do you think he could, you know, adapt to, you know, somewhat what, you know, Triple H is doing? Do you think he can be like, oh, I can see that's, you know, that side as well and do something similar? Or you think he would go back to how things were? I think go back to how things were. Um, you know, Vince is the emperor. He, he sees things how he sees things. He wants them run how he wants them run. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess um, moving along, uh, you say you've recently been catching up with uh, uh, wrestling shows as of late now? Yeah, yeah. Did some catching up. Before we get into that, though, I just want to quickly, a, a small segue, because as we said, this has been a big week. Um, not just in the world of wrestling, you know, because uh, the, the difference between this podcast and I, I think all the other wrestling podcasts out there we don't just talk wrestling here. I mean, that's mainly what we talk, but we'll, we'll throw in a little bit of other things. And uh, another thing that happened this week was uh, UFC had uh, uh, had honcho Dana White had his own kind of crazy week and yeah. um, handling it in his own kind of interesting, unique way. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, briefly, just, you know, background for those that uh, don't know, didn't see it, TMZ, I, I don't know. Well, I guess because this was at a nightclub in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why the TMZ cameras were there. Um, Mm -hmm. TMZ captured on on footage Dana White and his wife getting into a, uh, I guess we'll call it a uh, argument, a disagreement, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Dana's wife slapped him and then he slapped her back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, all caught on camera. Um, It wasn't very violent. I think that's I think that's important to, to state. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not like she like laid into him, pow, and he was like, pow, pow. Like it, it wasn't even Rick James level of five fingers to the face. It was uh, it was a quick slap, quick slap. Like I don't think any marks were left. I, I think you know they were, and especially in the case of Dana White. I mean, he's a he's a short guy, but he's a big guy. Um, you know, and I so if, I think if he was extremely aggressive, like that, you know that 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 would have been a different story. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, either way, we're not condoning anything. Um, and Dana White himself has come out and apologized. And, you know, he's he said that uh, he doesn't care what the rest of the world thinks because he's just got to think about his family and his kids. And I, I definitely respect that. Um, you know, keep keep all your business inside. Um, I mean, you know, even that that incident shouldn't have happened, um, but it did. You, you know, you handle it. But uh, Dana White, it, it was interesting. Dana White said something that it made me think about Vince. Because, um, uh, you know, a lot of groups were coming out saying Dana White needs to be fired and everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dana White came out in a press conference. He goes, if you do that, you're not punishing me. You're punishing UFC. Dana White's like, I've got enough money. Like, I'm OK. He's like, you can fire me right now. He's like, I don't have to make another dime. I'll, I'll be fine. 
He's like, so all you're doing now is you're punishing UFC because they don't have the guy that like stirs the straw. That's not how he said it, but that that's how you know <laughs> that's basically his idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think about Vince. I'm like, yeah, like you really can't punish Vince McMahon, like like even the resignation. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe because Vince is the type of guy that doesn't like sitting at home, mm-hmm. so maybe that is a punishment for him. But I'm like, financially, like you can't hurt him. I can see that. Uh, I can. I can definitely see that. I mean, I guess you the only way you can hurt him is, is uh, his character. Yeah, yeah, you know? you know. And I mean, we've seen what uh, you know a bad PR um, job can do. You know, on a person's character. You know, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, and, and it's interesting because um, this is what also made me think of Vince. So you know, so that that incident <laughs> happened. I think last week, um, mm-hmm. last weekend. Um, so this week, <laughs> UFC has announced some major fights coming up. Uh, we're getting the Leon Edwards Kamara Usman trilogy fight in England, um, and they just announced John Jones is finally after three years of not fighting is coming back um, and headlining UFC 285 for the UFC heavyweight title against Cyril Gaon. Um, yeah, that'd be cool because he yeah. hasn't fought. Yeah, Jones hasn't fought in three years. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? And uh, so first fight back, it's going to be for the heavyweight title um, against Surreal Gone, which uh, by proxy, even though no one's discussed it, that that, yep. that must mean Francis Ngannou is out of the UFC. Um, yeah. Because he's, he's the heavyweight champ. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they just released him. Oh, they did officially release him? Yep. Okay, okay. Because I, I just saw the headlines last night about John Jones and Ghana, and I'm like, well, if it's for the title, that must mean Nakano's out. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because that would have been a crazy fight. That would have been. That definitely would have been. Francis walks though, like he cuts like a crazy. I guess the max weight is 265 for heavyweight, but he yeah. walks around like 280, something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, like solid. But uh same thing. Lesnar was the same thing. Really? What was he? Um, what's his walking weight? Lesnar was walking around close to 300 at one point when he first got into UFC. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He had to cut down to 265. Now, uh, quick uh, question, um, sidebar. Do you feel like if you're walking at this your natural weight, but then you got cut like 40 pounds to fight, you know, this particular weight limit, do you feel like weight limits, like, doesn't really tell who really is, like, the better fight out of the two? Because if you're draining one guy, who's to go against somebody who's walking at that natural weight for the the weight limit does that put that other person at a disadvantage not necessarily um oh. it's I, i'm glad you brought that up because i've been watching um a lot of chael sonnen yeah uh, and he's done a, quite a few videos actually on the weight cut issue yeah because i know even in boxing like when mayweather mayweather fought canelo Canelo had to drop down to whatever the weight, but then come uh, night of the fight, he ballooned up like another, you know, uh, right. 20 pounds or 30 pounds. So you like fighting the guy that's still like 20 pounds heavy. You just have to make it for whatever the, the, the weigh in. And then obviously after that, you can, you know, rehydrate and eat pizza, whatever case may whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. It doesn't seem fair. <clears throat> and, and that's the so, and that's the, the idea of the videos I've been watching. Because, yeah, the question is, who is the advantage go to? Exactly. Because um, there are, uh, in fact, uh, the first video that really sparked my interest was uh, UFC fighter Cheeto Vera. Um, okay. He came out and he said weight cutting um, should be illegal. 
Yeah, I like think you should I, fight I, at whatever weight you are. I believe, yeah. Cause yeah. In essence, you're really not having a weight. You're not having, you know, weight limits. Like, you, you, the other person could have still a, an advantage if they, you know, balloon up and then that can injure you, you know, to whatever the case that you have like a severe, hopefully not, you know, like a bad fall or hit, whatever the case may be. Right, you know? right. And that's the, uh, but what's tough is, and it's funny because I'm like, this was also the the big steroid argument back in the early 90s. Okay. If everybody's doing it, is anybody at a disadvantage? Wait, say that again? If everybody is doing it, is anybody at a disadvantage? But what sport are we talking about? Uh, well, I guess you could talk any sport, but, but uh, right now, specifically, if we're talking UFC and weight cutting, yeah. if everybody is doing it, then is anybody at a disadvantage? Yeah, well, if you if you rehydrate to your, if you're not keeping that same weight that you're weighing, then I mean, some people are, but some people and that's aren't. The thing, right? So, yeah, some people the, are. The, some people aren't. Right. So the ones that aren't, should should they be allowed to fight uh, on fight night where you're not really abide by rules? Almost like you know, I'm gonna like show that I'm doing the right thing, but then when you turn your back, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of, and that was kind of Cheeto Vera's point. Like he felt like just because you 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 weigh the amount on the scale the day before, right? He's like he he considers the same thing as like oh like you took steroids and like passed the test, but like now they're back in your body, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. You you stop your cycle, clear the thing, and then the next you know after you, <laughs> you leave the building, you stop you know injecting yourself. Right, right. Like that. And that's why I dig about, like, if you get a, see, I mean, like, I guess it comes down to the whole, um, no, Levada, um, Las Vegas, um, what, boxing commission or fight commission? Um, what the, oh, they don't they, allow a major weight cut in Vegas, right? I don't Is know. It Vegas or Cali? One of those states doesn't allow you to, like, lose a lot of weight. Oh, okay. 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 And then if you are making those cuts, and majority of that's liquid, so they're probably, Jumping on the the bike with the sweatsuit and all oh, the oh, sauna, yeah. the sauna, the whole deal, yeah. yeah. Throwing your whole electrolytes way out of whack, and who knows what actual damage you're probably doing to like your internal system. For sure, like, that's probably not good neither. No, no, like so, and that's uh, everybody's kind of at a disadvantage one way or another. Well, if you walk yeah, around, like, yeah, but if you're fighting at like like one fifty four and actually walking around weight, you're not really like losing at a disadvantage compared to somebody who maybe like. 175 and they got cut 20 pounds within like 48 hours type of thing. Right, but then the day of the fight, they're back up to 175. Right. Yeah. Because uh, one of the things that uh, Chael was talking about in these conversations, so uh, the big fight coming up in February <laughs> is going to be Islam Makachev um, against Alexander Volkanovsky. Okay. And um, Islam Makachev is the 155-pound champion. Okay. And he is putting his title on the line against Alexander Volkanovsky, the 145-pound champion. Okay. And going into it, everybody was saying Volkanovsky is at a disadvantage because he's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. But Uncle Chael did a video, and he pointed out, he was like, Islam walks around at about 160. Mm-hmm. Drops five pounds to, to do 155. Volkanovski mm-hmm. actually walks around at like 180 and at one point in time was 200 pounds. Oof. And, and he somehow has the discipline to drop down to 145. That's crazy. And right. uh, 
Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm curious, we, know, we know what happened with football, you know, with uh, brain injuries or CTE, but I'd be curious to know, like, 50, like, you know, 30 years from now, <clears throat> what the uh, implications are when you're doing these yo yo uh, cut dyes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever have that information. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, UFC is very new, but boxing's been around for a while, so I'm, I mean, but then again, I haven't heard really any cool stories of boxers' bodies as far as like internal bodies being damaged from cutting weight more than obviously in the head. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe actually, but I always thought that the case was when people do yo-yo dyes is not safe, but maybe it's not really that bad after all. Well, here's the thing. It's probably not safe, probably not good for you. But okay. the, the problem, uh, as far as studying it goes, yeah. uh, like, I, I don't know what exactly you do to, to study all of that, you know? Um, well, I mean, maybe take tests on, like, test on, like, your kidneys and your, like, your, your heart and, you know what I'm saying? Like, to see the effects of, all right, yeah. I'm, I'm one weight this, you know, uh, day and then next weight. Because, like you said, it's all water. So, and with, what, 98% made out of water? So, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it'd be interesting. I, I think, truth be told, I mean, really, if they wanted to to do the study properly, they should do it on on uh, uh, wrestlers, um, like amateur wrestlers. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Because uh, I remember when I was in college, I used to hang out with the the wrestlers from the wrestling team. Yep. And the stuff they would do to to get ready for meets was crazy. Um, like we're <laughs> talking things like sucking on lifesavers and, and carrying around a. Um, paper cup to spit in because okay. you suck on the lifesaver and it pulls the saliva out of your mouth yep. and then you spit it so that way you don't swallow it back and, and you know yep. that's how you cut, cut the water yep um, and I'm like that's crazy and these guys would be miserable <laughs> like just miserable I can imagine I can imagine but how often how dramatic were the weight that they need to cut uh, for their, uh, their meat usually like 10-15 pounds okay and they, they were able to accomplish that? Yeah, every time. <laughs> Whoo! But then again, I don't know why fighters just don't adhere to a diet where they, their weight classes and just keep themselves, you know, obviously they have a walking weight, but instead of having a walking weight, just make your new walking weight whatever the regulation weight is. So the idea behind it yep. is <clears throat> you want to be the biggest guy in your division. Okay. So, so the, the more weight you can cut... The, that means the time of the fight, the bigger you are. And so hopefully you're bigger and stronger than the guy that you're you're fighting against. But if you're draining yourself of all that water and nutrients, doesn't that make your muscles weaker? Yeah, it's a, it's a cash 22. Okay. Um, and, you know, the idea is you're going to rehydrate yourself and all that and hopefully be good to go by the time of the fight. Um, right. You know, but, but yeah, it's definitely a cash 22. Okay. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I guess I don't know what sport affects affects the weight cut more: boxing, UFC, or amateur wrestling, uh, boxing. Like I'm be curious to know uh, which one really affects the you know the athlete more. That's a good question. I'm yeah, I don't even know because I, I wanted to say boxing because I was just thinking of that the, uh, the punching power, you know. Yeah. Because uh, that can have a major difference um, in, in a fight. Yeah. Um, they, they say that's why uh, Jake Paul, because um, he's heavily outweighed like all of his opponents, other than Anderson Silva. What's he walking uh, weighing at? 
I think Jake Paul walks around at like 210. He's that big? Yeah. Wow. Like, he's a big dude. Okay. Is he tall? Is it? I think he's like a good six feet, six one. Okay. 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 Um, so, so yeah, he's a big guy, uh, man. He's very muscular. Like I, I was walking around at two ten about a year ago, but but not yeah. quite the same kind of look. Okay. All right. Well, when his brother fought Floyd, how much was his brother? Uh, was his brother weighing? That's a good question. Because um, Floyd fights at like one fifty five, I think. Exactly. Something crazy. I think that dude. Around weight too, like I think he never balloons. Like that's why no. I'm able to make weight so easily. That's why I'm curious, like why guys just don't stay at that, and you retain your strength when you do when you don't have to like cut weight. You know what I mean? That's your natural given uh, walking size. Yeah, um, everybody's got different philosophies on it. Uh, Israel Adesanya, um, he's probably a good example of uh, somebody that he doesn't believe in major weight cuts. Um, yep. You know, he fights at 185. He walks around at about 190. Oh, so yeah, only five pounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, when he went up to uh, light heavyweight, which is 205. Yep. He, he, he fought at like 194. Like, oh, okay. he, he didn't even bother like trying to bulk up. He was like, oh, he's like, I don't want to be bigger. He's like, I just want to fight in my frame. He, yeah, he got he's killed. Been, but <laughs> yeah, he, hasn't he lost his last three fights? Adesanya? Yeah. No. Um, He's been like on a losing streak, though. No, no, no. So he lost his last fight. Okay. Which was to Pereira. And and the narrative that they're telling. So he lost, technically, he's lost three fights to Pereira. Yep. But only one of those fights was in the UFC. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The the other two fights were in like some kickboxing league, like years ago. Okay, I got Um, you. So yeah, he's lost three in a row to Pereira, but not, he hasn't lost three fights in a row. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. But yeah, in the UFC at 185 prior to Pereira, he was undefeated. Yeah, uh, he had only lost one fight at 205, and it was a thing he was just yes, yeah, so outsized. So I, I guess he, he obviously can't go back to the original UFC, you know, with the open weight class, <laughs> <'cause>, you know, <laughs> yeah. weighing in at 130, going against somebody at like 250. Yeah, but, no. At that first UFC, they had a dude uh, one seventy against a dude three something. I forget what it was, but I was like, "What?" Because it was the uh, karate guy against the sumo guy. Uh yeah, and he, uh, yeah, he like uh, knocked him out. The sumo, he knocked out the sumo guy. Yeah, yeah, knocked his yeah. tooth out and everything. <laughs> I guess with that being said, like, I mean, I don't think they'll ever go back to open weight classes. But do you think they should? break down some of the borders as far as like what <clears throat> weights uh, in certain weight classes um there's been talk about that um, <clears throat> yeah, like some of the weight classes that are only separated by 10 pounds yeah um they, they've talked about like kind of opening it up okay um, okay but but we'll see i don't think that'll happen i think i think they've got a good model that they're running right now okay Okay, uh, but but yeah, they'll definitely never be open weight classes again. That's that's for sure. Yeah, just based off of you know sheer strength of certain people's you know uh, um, muscle uh, density compared to lighter folks. Yeah, and now that the skills are closer. Yeah, because like in that first UFC, I mean, everybody only brought like one thing to the table. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was the equivalent of a tough man competition, uh, but where anything goes. Yeah. Yep. You know, other than like uh, you kind of like fish hook or eye rake or like 
hits to the growing. Right. And that was it. Yeah. Which I think they should somewhat go back to. I mean, that's all the only rules you really need. I mean, other sports, you know, you can use elbows and knees and then, you know, you can hold and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's technically fighting. Yeah, but the thing is, like, now we know about the dangers of, of a lot of these things. But do we, though? Like, have you heard any, like, crazy stuff in, like, wood guys kickboxing? Like, where they use knee strikes and elbow strikes and hold behind the head and stuff like that? Like, I well, haven't heard... You can, you can use knee strikes and elbow strikes in UFC. It's just certain ones you can't. Exactly. I was just going to say, like, because in Pride, I think you could use the, um, like, the downward... Uh, which I think John Bos- Jones got disqualified like yes. the only one because he did that. The, the 12 to 6 elbow. Right. So, like, do you think if they brought, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Or do you think stuff like that should be... Nah, stuff like that should be not allowed. Because that's that's where, like, CTE damage stuff comes in. I mean, some of them kicks to the face probably ain't helping either. No, definitely not. But, like, yeah, we, we know for sure if you come down with your elbow on a guy's head straight down, like... Yeah, but I mean, if you if in the fight and in the streets, you know, anything goes, that's what you would use to. I guess the my thing is separate um, fights, fighting as far as are we gonna view it as a, a sport, as an art, or as like a, a defense. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think it's got to be a, a art. Um, okay. You know, okay. sport because if you're using it as a defense, I mean, that that's a different thing. But that's still fighting, you know what I mean? It's fighting, but that's that that's fighting in the streets for your life. I mean, I guess guys look at the same thing when you're in the ring too. That's true. That is true. <clears throat> you know, you're in there with somebody that's looking to hurt you. Yeah, because we've seen knockouts and guys still punching an unconscious uh person before the ref, you know, dives in. For sure. For sure. And, and those like two punches could, you know, you know, yeah. be bopping for you. Absolutely. That could be the difference between knowing your name and not knowing your name. Yeah. Yeah. Which I see, it's funny, not funny, but I see more cases of that with boxers, but not with actually UFC fighters. Is it because the glove density or? Um, I, what I think it is probably, I mean, boxing, literally, you're, you're hitting, hitting your guy in the head all the time. Right, but we have bigger glove, bigger ounce gloves compared to UFC, just the padding is thinner. Yeah, but you're still, it's just non-stops hits to the head. At least with UFC, you can yep. go a UFC fight without getting hit in the head once. Yeah, if you have bizarre grappling. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, my true. main man, Khabib. Why he, never, he never won with uh, a KO, TKO? I don't think so. All his wins by submission? Uh, I believe so. Um, but if you get on the ground, you can still get ground and pound. Yeah, and Khabib was a master of the ground and pound. Okay, he was big onto that too. But uh, but but yeah, Khabib. Uh, it's funny. I've got so much respect for Khabib ever since hearing that story about him and Justin Gaethje. What, where, what happened? Uh, Khabib's fighting Justin Gaethje, and he's got him in an armbar. Yeah, and Gaethje's not tapping, and Khabib looked and saw Gaethje's parents in the crowd. Yeah, and Khabib was like, "I can't break this guy's arm. Like he's not going to be able to hug his mom." And oh Khabib wow! Switched it up to a choke and choked him out. <laughs> Oh wow! And I'm like, wow, to have that kind of control, like in a fight, like yeah, very honorable, right? Very honorable. But then, but then we also saw if if you got on his bad side, what happens? Yeah, with him and Connor. <laughs> yeah, and when he jumped the the ring, went after his whole team. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but then again, you know, you know, you can't be talking about people's family members. Right. That's a, you know. His father just passed before that event or was it right after like No, after it was after that. Oh, his okay, okay. passed. Oh, okay. But I know still, he was like you know, harboring like a lot of animosity. Yes, yep. And uh yeah, the Khabib Connor fight where uh <laughs> Khabib's literally got Connor down, he's punching him in the face and goes, Fuck now, huh? Fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can hear him say that? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, before we put a feather on the UFC discussion, um, yeah. is he still walking around at like 190 now? Is he still ballooned up? Who? I'm sorry, Connor, is he still ballooned up? Yeah, still okay. ballooned up, still not getting drug tested, living that good life. All right, I mean, Although, uh, they, they say the reason that he's not getting drug tested yeah. is because, um, so when you're in the uh, USADA drug testing pool, they yeah. literally have to know your location 24-7. Yeah. Because they, they're legit random drug tests. Like, okay. they will show up at your hotel room, at the movie theater, where, wherever yeah. you're going to be. Yeah. Um, and so if you if they show up and you're not there, that's yeah. a strike. Uh, three, okay. three strikes is a suspension. Okay. And uh, Connor's been filming um, Roadhouse. Oh, the nigga, uh, another sequel or another a remake? I think. Okay. And uh, so the the rumor that they're saying is that Connor uh, took himself out of the drug testing pool because he wasn't going to be able to give like his minute by, by minute location. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. what they're saying. And uh, but so once he does come back in the pool, though, he's gotta he's gotta wait six months to fight. Okay. Which uh, I and uh, they they one time made an exception on that and it, it uh, kicked them in the face. So I, I don't think they will ever make an exception again. What was the exception? Brock Lesnar. Why? What happened? Um, they brought him back uh, to fight Mark Hunt. Um, it was a short notice fight. Lesnar yep. had been had been with WWE, yep. so uh, he'd been out of the drug testing pool. But um, and the the rule is supposed to be if you've been out of the drug testing pool, you've got to test for six months straight. Uh, clean before you can fight again. Yeah, uh, they made an exception for Lesnar because um, it was a short, last-minute thing, um, and, and they were like, "Well, he's been at the WWE, which has their own drug testing, so, so he should be fine." <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, <laughs> the test came back after the fight, <laughs> and he tested negative or, or tested positive. I positive. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. positive. Like Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik always positive, baby. Yeah, good to be positive. No, <laughs> not not good to be positive this time. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh my goodness. All right, well, yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting going into twenty twenty three. I am a little sad in that Bones and uh, Francis will not be uh, locking horns, but it is what it is. No doubt, no doubt. It's um, what, what's up with Kane Vasquez situation? Yeah, he's out on bail. Okay, um, thank goodness. Yeah, because um, he definitely deserves to be out on bail. Most He's definitely. not a uh, menace to society by by or like a person. Nope. Yeah, like he's a menace to one person, and we can understand why he would be a menace to that one. Person. Exactly, exactly. But um, do you if he is you know vindicated, whatever the case may be, you know, uh, could we ever see him fighting again? No, no. I think he's retired from MMA. And did but, you like him as a professional wrestler? I wasn't into him personally. Okay. But with that being said, that's what he's been doing while he's been out on bail. 
Really? He's yeah. been doing indie shows? Triple uh, A. Oh, okay. Um, I guess they run some stuff here in the States. Okay. Um, on the West Coast. And uh, so he's been doing some of their West Coast shows. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, all the best for him. Yes, definitely. Um, so I uh, stumbled upon uh, on YouTube going down the rabbit hole. Uh, there was a video discussing, you know, the fall of uh, WWE's uh, music. You know, for, uh, a lot of the the themes uh, in regards to you know past and present, and yeah, it was uh, highlighting you know obviously because uh, Jim Johnson was the the OG composer to a lot of the songs. Yeah, and you know I guess uh, the whole thing was you know some of the songs, some of the the new uh, songs aren't as memorable. Okay, I feel you. But today's superstar. So I was curious to know. What do you think in regards to? Do you think a um, this the, the the new composers is, is this a is this a switch? And as far as like I, I, since a lot of the music that we heard was from our childhood, so we sort of like grasp onto those things. Those are the best. Do you think it's a, a, a you know time generational thing, or do you think the music has dropped off since Jim Johnson was you know in control of the boards? Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's probably a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I mean, I think number one, and I, I say this because I, I've seen, I forget if it was WWE Confidential or mm-hmm. <laughs> one of their shows, and they, they had Jim Johnson on there and he's talking about like making like theme songs for like the big show and like for people. Yeah. And he was explaining this process. He would, uh, he would tune them to that particular individual. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's like I, I feel like they don't do that anymore. Uh, is it? Do you think is it because uh, characters aren't strong, aren't as strong enough to you know warrant their own distinctive themes? Then, well, I don't know if it's yeah. I don't know what I don't think it's that. Um, okay. Because I'm like when you when you get it right, because there are still strong characters out there. I'm like, look at Roman, Ooh, who yeah. has the longest entrance in wrestling. Yeah. 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 Like um, they got that right though. Like they that, you that song that. is him. It, you it think, you think that, you know? Yeah. Um I was gonna say though, some theme songs are good, but they'll attach to the character a la um Matt Riddle. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that whole West West Coast sound and beat. Yeah, know? yeah. Um what was your man Cameron Cross's uh interest music? <clears throat> I dig his entrance, um, the, the song, the, the 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 entrance itself, and that that is actually Scarlet singing. Really? Yes. On some Sherry Martel type of uh, situation. Yeah, exactly. Well, I know <clears throat> back in the day, you know, we would pick up the you know WWF Volume Four, Volume Three. <laughs> yeah. Would you buy? Well, I, I don't know if they have CD players, but would you buy a CD of today's theme songs? And rock out to them. Would I download? <laughs> right, there you go. Would you download them and um, listen to listen to them? You know, in your car or gym set playlist, whatever the case may be. Um, actually, there are a few current uh, theme songs that are on my gym playlist right now. Okay. Um, and actually, I think this this uh, is a good segue into um, today. Some uh, and again, I think the 
the music that hits best is the music that matches the the person. Okay. Yeah. Braun has one. Uh, who's one? I'm sorry. Braun. Strowman. Strowman. Yeah. His song is horrible. I thought you just said he had the longest entrance. You said Strowman. No, no, Roman. Oh, Roman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Roman. Yeah, Roman. Roman. I was like, okay. My bad. My bad. No, no, the tribal chief. There you go. All right. <laughs> uh, who is on my music playlist? Yeah, Roman. You said Karrion Cross is another one. Yeah, yep. He's on my music playlist. In fact, both of those guys are uh, usually on my deadlift days. Okay. <clears throat> um, another one that's on my playlist, Cody Rhodes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, again, that's another song that was made for him. Um, then they said that he uses uh, AEW when he appeared, but then they stopped using that theme song after that. No, no, they still use the same theme song. They just don't give him the elevator entrance anymore. Oh, okay, all right, I got you. Yeah, yeah. When he first showed up, they gave him that AEW elevator entrance, right, for uh, WrestleMania and for the Raw after. And then I haven't seen it since. Well, I mean, we haven't seen him because he's been injured since. So, <laughs> well, nah, he, he remember he still did the pay per view and all that with the injury. Right, but I'm saying after that we haven't seen him because yeah, he's been yeah, injured. Yeah, we haven't seen him after that. <laughs> okay, all right. But, um, uh, but, so but yeah. Okay. Um, who else has a good modern day theme song? I'm trying to. I'm, I'm thinking of my wrestling theme song playlist um, for when I'm working out. Oh, uh, Jericho, Judas, that's on there. Well, that's not WWE though. No, no, that that's AEW. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. But I'm like, it, it still fits my theory, though, because I'm like, oh, clearly that song was written for him because he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, yeah, but that's AEW. I'm yeah. also curious, though, who's AEW's uh, main? Because, you know, like I said, WWE had Jim Johnson, uh, CFO. I think they got new people now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Who is it for AEW? That's a good question. I, well, actually, no, that's not a good question. I feel like AEW just be buying people's songs. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. What uh, copyright songs have they bought or uh, purchased? Um, well, I mean, what goes without saying, of course, is Cult of Personality and CM Punk. Yeah, but he hasn't been, since he's been injured and gone. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. That's. But uh, outside of that, um, well, uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, uh-huh. they now come out to uh, the song Wayward Sons. Okay, which, what's uh, it? I only know that song from Guitar Hero. Okay. But uh, it's like, carry on my way with sun. Da, 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 da. Don't okay. you cry no more. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, they come out to that. Uh, Jungle Boy, um, he comes out to some very famous song. I want to say it's by Toto. Okay. Uh, or something like that. It's like, oh, 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 oh. Okay. Uh, you know. um, so yeah, so that's Jungle Boy. Um, who else? I'm like they they pay for a bunch of songs over. Oh, John Moxley comes out to Wild Thing from uh, uh, Major League. Yep. Yeah. Um, who else? Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, man, they pay for a bunch of songs over there. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, Orange Cassidy, he comes out to somebody's song. Um, I don't even know what it is because <laughs> I'm usually fast forwarded. <laughs> do you but, think, uh, hey, is that a cheap pop or do you think they should um, have somebody come in and make original songs to have originality for that character? I think they should do both. It almost doesn't separate you 
from the big leagues from the indies because a lot of the guys in the indies use copyrighted music as their interest team. Yeah, but on the indies, they're they're, they're doing it because they you know they've got no other options. Right, that's what I'm saying. So AEW, they're doing it because they can, because they can afford it. Okay, but it's still in. I guess, yeah, but I guess it still doesn't have. It doesn't build you a a, a distinctive trademark, you know. Because, but then again, Real American was an actual song, I think, by a a, a musician. Like uh, that wasn't composed, you know, in in house studio. So, I guess that you know, and that's like the most famous theme song of all time for a wrestler. Yeah, that's true, right? Oh. Um, and, and it's funny I'm like b- before he was using Real American uh, he was using uh, Eye of the Tiger really? yes wow, that makes sense he was in Rocky 3 yep uh, by the way uh, a side note uh, they're releasing the whole Rocky collection on uh, 4K uh, ultra high def uh, I think in a couple months or this month I forget so. really? Yeah. <clears throat> if you have old DVD copies, you can uh, upgrade yourself. Yeah, yeah, because that's I, I got the old DVD. I got the uh, the box set that I bought at BJ's in I want to say it was two thousand and two. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, like. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Crazy. But uh, if you if, if um not if but when uh, I should say uh you you know make it uh into the the big the big uh, leagues, do you prefer that? Would you want to have a copywritten song or would you prefer to have somebody make a song that fits your character? That is a great question. Um, and, and I'll be honest, that's a question I've pondered uh, yep. a lot over the years. Yeah. Um, especially as at various points, I've because all of my songs that I've always used um, were copywritten material. Right. Um, but sometimes, like, they hit. Um, and, and like I've wondered I was like you know and it's funny because uh, I've thought various things through various years so in my younger years uh, where WWE was the only option yeah I never thought about having copyrighted material for a song right um, and I, I would like in my head try to imagine them like creating a song for me yeah um, and what it would sound like um, and then fast forward though to uh AEW coming around and them using copyrighted material um, and then I started thinking about like how cool would it be to have like a song performed by a band mm-hmm. like, and you get that like Triple H Motorhead entrance you know oh yeah it's uh, another uh, uh, copyrighted song I forgot about that well it's not though they made that for him really yeah, I thought that would play the game yeah yeah oh, but okay. Motorhead wrote that song for him you're right but I was gonna say uh, John Cena's uh, has a, a sample from an MOP song. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brothers, whatever they sing. <laughs> I think that's in like Andy Up. I want to say. I think you're right. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I'd be curious if we ever go back to the old, you know, like songs like with The Rock or like Stone Cold or like Kurt Angle. You know, all those memorable theme songs that remember, you know, that fit that wrestlers, you know. But then yeah. Hulk, his whole career when he had the NWO, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Hendrix Voodoo Child. Voodoo. Oh, that was so good. But then again, the first original NWO song was a was some song that nobody that they made in-house, I think. 
Yeah, that first NWO song, the brown, brown, brown. Yeah, that that song is funny. I I used to rock that on I think on AOL. Uh-huh. <laughs> had that free disc, had to dial in, <laughs> make sure well, mom was on the phone. Let me correct myself because that original NWO song was um was a sample actually. Uh, really? Yeah, from uh, uh, I want to say I want to say Grace Jones, but don't quote me. But I, I, I have to look online after this. Uh, but I think it's a sample. But I think it's like five different like songs. I want to say, but yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, but it's funny because WCW had a lot of imitation ripoffs. Yes, because uh, <laughs> I think Jimmy Hart was composing for them at that at that time. Okay, yeah. So like yeah, the, they had a lot of... Yeah, self-high-five. Self-high-five. spirit. Exactly. Um, Raven. Um, <clears throat> which, and this this made sense, actually. They mm-hmm. they just did the... They, they did, like, an instrumental version of Even Flow from Pearl Jam. Oh, really? And that makes sense, because his finisher was the Even Flow DBT. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <clears throat> Um, and I'm sure there are a bunch of others now I'm thinking about it from that time period over there yeah um, but yeah yeah WCW definitely did the uh, theme songs that sound like a song yeah <laughs> that was that was their deal during that time period um, but but yeah it's fun. I, I've always yeah, liked the, what's that? the rest of uh, Prince Aya when he became uh, like the Prince gimmick they did like a a uh, 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 purple rain type of cover. Yeah, yeah, yep. <clears throat> purple rain, purple rain. Uh, um, I don't know if I've ever brought this up on this podcast before, uh, no. but, but whenever, I, whenever I think Prince, I, I, I always have to say, um, I always have to ask, have you ever heard his cover of Nothing Compares? Nope. Gotta check that out. Okay. You know, Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares. Okay. Prince does a version of that, and I heard it. I was like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Got right. my feels. Definitely give it a whirl. Um, I was just uh, reading uh, last night real quick. Uh, I guess Jay White's contract is up. From my- yes, with New Japan. Japan. So does he re-up his contract or does he uh head to uh the states possibly aew not really sure if i can see him in wwe supposedly both companies have interest really yes um i mean they um wwe had a uh, pock and i just see him as a, a taller version of him and they didn't really do nothing with him i see i see jay white more like a uh seth rollins 2.0 you think so yeah okay 2.0 is like a, like better like an upgrade or just 2.0 like more like a clone more like a clone not necessarily oh. an upgrade you don't think his matches are better than uh, Seth's I I don't think we can compare them okay because we, we only watch Seth in the WWE con- confines okay and I'm like I think outside of those confines I think Seth right now is very comfortable in those confines okay but I think outside of those confines we'd be seeing him getting busy okay like you never said, yeah. Cause I was gonna say I never seen Seth's indie work, but I was gonna say, have you seen any of his indie work? Yeah, Tyler Black. Did um, he get busy? Yeah, he definitely did in Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, and he wasn't there for a very long time. Um, okay. Which is a testament to how good he was. Um, 
he uh but yeah no he definitely got busy in the ring of honor scene okay okay so uh so yeah i think jay white could uh very well be another type of seth rollins worker for wwe how's he on the charisma tip jay white's not bad um you know uh I'd be curious to see, uh, you know, he's in New Japan, so things are things are structured a little differently there. So I'd be curious to see how he is here in the States. Right. Um, but I think he'd be pretty good. And I think I, I think he'd actually be good in the WWE system. Um, I think they would they would they would do for him what they did for Ricochet. What do you mean? Like Ricochet, particularly NXT Ricochet. Yep. Like you could see the level up from when he started to like when he like really like figured it out. Okay. And, and like uh, what they did with him was that they took Ricochet from being like an acrobat yep. to being an acrobatic wrestler. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, like, uh, and I'm thinking back to like Ricochet's feud with Adam Cole and NXT, and I'm like, they did some beautiful stuff in there. Is he still out? Adam Cole? Yeah. Great segue. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this episode should be called that kind of week or if it should be called drop topics. Because um, <laughs> we, we, we just drop topics and segue into the next thing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned off air, uh, I've been catching up on wrestling this week because uh, I wanted to watch Dynamite this past Wednesday uh, because all the rumors of Sasha Banks. Uh, or I should say, formerly known as Sasha Banks, now known as Mercedes Money. Yep. Uh, the rumors were she was going to be debuting, and uh, she did not debut this week on Dynamite. Um, but we did get the return of Adam Cole, baby. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, In ring action, he just cut a promo. He cut a promo. Okay. Um, a very good promo too. Um, okay. Where uh, and it was inter- It was a babyface promo. I think he is coming back as a babyface. Um, but he uh, cuts this promo, explaining all the tri- trials and tribulations he's been through these past few months, and thinking he was going after a tire. Okay. Um, and then uh, he's like, "But I've got some bad news." He's like, "You know, he's like the good news." He's like, "I'm." He's like, "I'm okay. Like, I- I'm healthy." He's like, but I do have some bad news for the rest of the AEW locker room because Adam Cole, baby, is cleared to wrestle. Okay. How'd he look? Did he look bigger, smaller? Um, I feel like he looked the same, but he was in street clothes. He was in jeans, oh, okay. uh, t-shirt, leather jacket. Okay. Um, so kind of tough to, to tell. So we'll see what he looks like once uh, he skips down to his skivvies. What was his injury again? Concussion. And wasn't it something else too? Shoulder. Now, in that time being, like, if you're him, do you, you know, people are, you know, making uh, remarks about his uh, physique. If you're him and you had that time off, would you try to gotten bigger or gotten better shape or you just take it step by day by day as far as like, all right, let me get back in the ring, uh, you know, get some of his ring rust off and then I'll start maybe, you know, uh, looking towards like upgrading to you know what I look like and stuff like that what's tough there is um so first he had the shoulder injury but it was the concussion that that took him off the shelf right so when you're dealing with a concussion I don't know how 
like I've never had a serious concussion. Um, right. I, I've had, you know, back in the day, we used to call it getting your bell rung. Right. Um, and I've had my bell rung, um, but that's right. just like a couple minutes of like fog. And then yeah. like, you're fine. Yeah. Um, but I've never had the type of concussion where he was talking about like waking up in the morning and puking. Yeah. Like I, I've never had that experience. So I don't know, like, can you work out when you're feeling like that? Yeah. Um, and I add to it when you've got a torn shoulder cuff, well, you're not, you're not bench pressing. You're not doing really any upper body work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But if you know, if, but if you know that you're also coming back though, too, like, yeah. You know? So if it's me, if it's me personally yeah. and, and, and the company will let me do this mm-hmm. once I feel okay in the head, like, and I'm not puking and stuff. And once like my shoulders feeling better. Yeah. I'm in the gym 24 seven and I'm okay. in the company if they'll give me like three months. Okay. Okay. Um, Because also, like, I think back to, and it was a different time period, I know. Um, But I'm like, back in the 90s, when a guy would go out on injury, he'd come back and, like, (laughs) look like like from from another planet. All right. Three times their size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, like I I said, I know that was a different time period. So we're not doing the same things today that we did then. But yeah, the same thing I'm surprised with Bray. Like, he never really, he didn't come back different, looking different. No, he's <laughs> like his hairstyle. Maybe it is like more locks, but other than that, like all that, like look exactly the same. No, I feel you on that. Um, he was filming a movie, so then again, you know that probably takes you out of the whole going to the gym situation. Nah, I, I beg to differ. Um, <laughs> go, okay, because here's the thing: as as we all know from the hardest worker in the room, the the the, the true head of the Samoan table. Yeah, you you can film movies and get in great shape at the same time. That is true, but I don't think I don't know if Bray has like the dietitian and the you know that you know that uh, the Rock does to like you know all right when you're not you know filming you can you know get some reps in you can get the perfect meals for your macros and this and the third you know what I mean? I feel you, I feel you, but there's no reason Bray can't have those things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, maybe just from aesthetic, he doesn't want to have, have that, like, not to say look in shape, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe he, <laughs> his current, you know, physique is how he feels like the character should look. You know what I mean? And that's definitely possible. Yeah. Because, like, the same thing with, since you, I don't, you don't watch NXT, but, like, Joe Gacy has, like, a, like oh, so I know much who Joe Gacy is. All right. So, like, he looks great with, like, you know, in his, like, uniform and, like, like you said, street clothes, but, like, in his wrestling attire, it's a whole different situation. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, does he still he does he still wrestle in trunks? Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't, because at one time he was wrestling in his, like, shirt and stuff like that, which looked fine. Right. Like, yeah, now he's just trunks again. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I'm surprised they have him wrestling in trunks, because, yeah, aesthetically speaking, I'm like, I would have him... Yeah, I would have him dressed up like IRS or something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but maybe it's better for him to wrestle in that because you know his skin can breathe and stuff like that. Yeah, it's probably more comfortable. I know for for me and my various years of wrestling and all the things I've worn. Um, yeah, the 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 most comfortable was uh, when I was rocking the uh, short the biker shorts. And uh, Moxley said the same thing. He hated wrestling in jeans when he was, uh, you know, uh, Dean and uh, the Shield. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to it's hard to move. You know, constrained. You it get harder quicker. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I, 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 I kind of that. Big facts. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see what else is uh, happening in the wacky world of uh, wrestling. Um, yeah. Um. Let's see. Because again, I feel like it's been a big, big week. Um. This week. Well, um, the Rumble is in two weeks, t- uh, ten days. Yeah, thirteen days from uh, recording. Is no, is it on the twenty fifth, twenty eighth? I thought that's your show. It's also the Rumble. Ah, so you get Mr. Rumble? I am. I'm gonna be watching it the next day. I'm gonna avoid spoilers. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I was gonna say for something like that. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Definitely, not, uh, definitely avoid the internet. Definitely, definitely. That's the game plan. I'm a especially. Well, I was gonna say, do you feel um, we're gonna have some some cameos? Because it seems like every rumble we have some sort of cameo. Yeah, like, I feel like it's gotta be. Yeah, part time or, or celeb uh, makes the appearance. With um, what's interesting, uh, timing wise, with Vince back, I'm like, yeah. How does the, how does this impact the rumble? Yeah, setting up for mania. Yeah, because like if Vince is involved in creative in any way. Does uh does and uh, it, it's interesting actually because I feel like I feel like this rumble through Mania, yeah, was booked last Mania. Don't they usually do that? Not in a long time. Oh, okay. They All used right. to back in the day, but uh, it'd be interesting too. Also, uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, if, this, uh, if Vince does decide to sell, this might be our last Mania. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> imagine the 39th one could be the final one yeah imagine you know a year with no Wrestlemania that'd be crazy I wonder if he trademarked that name too like if he sells the company like, you know like yeah the pay-per-view name is like cause somebody who bought it is like oh Wrestlemania 40 for the next one or they have to call it something else no 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 cause when you buy the company you buy all the assets ah okay that's why NXT has Halloween Havoc and you know all those WCW pay-per-view names because they but own them. If he, when he sells the company, if he sells the company, does that include Titan Tower with trademark names too? Yeah. So like for wrestlers' names of like '80s, like Honky Tonk Man or Jake Roberts, all those like, does that new person acquire that as well? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So I can see why he said it has to be definitely in the billion. It, it can't definitely be no WCW five million. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and, and that was. That was so circumstantial, and well, it's so crazy now in retrospect when you think about it. Because like WCW, their library might have been as potent as the WWE's at this current time, but like still, like all that the trademark names, the pay per views from you know uh, early, you know time when it first started. Like and for yeah. five million, oh my goodness! And really think about this: a big part of why the WWE Network is so. Um worth so much is because of that WCW <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, library that's yeah, crazy all the old NWA footage the yep. old, actually no they don't own that but uh, oh, AWA yeah they do own the AWA footage and the uh, all the old WCW footage though at least they've, they've yeah. got all that stuff all the Monday Night Wars yeah so uh, so yeah that's very valuable whoo uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah that, that was such a circumstantial thing, though. Like, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't that wouldn't happen again today. It, it just couldn't. 
No, nah, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if he doesn't get at least like probably like two five, billion. Five billion. Two, yeah, five. Two, five billion. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can. Yeah, definitely. I definitely see it. And then, but then, uh, but then again, uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter for forty-four billion. And you, if you had to compare the two, like which one do you think is worth more out of the two? A social media uh, platform uh, like that, or compared to the WWE. That's tough to say. Because yeah, like, social media, everybody uses social media. True, but you can make another another app. You know, we got Instagram, right. we got you know all the you know TikTok, all that type of stuff. You know and that's mean? why I say it's tough to say because I'm like social media dies. Right. Like MySpace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Facebook is still going strong from from my college days, but yeah, true. But Facebook do so many changes. Yeah, it's just funny that something like Twitter got bought for forty-four billion, but then like possibly WWE could get bought for much, 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 much less. Yeah, yeah. Because I doubt anybody would pay forty-four billion for for that for wrestling. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's just not the same audience. Exactly. But but it's definitely worth billions. Um, he's gonna make make a few billy off it. Yeah. Um, and we might even be lowballing two to five billion. I'm thinking about it. So maybe maybe like ten to fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm really thinking about. I'm like, oh, just the TV deal alone is yep. worth worth over a billion. Okay. Okay. Because um, yeah, that last TV deal. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. The TV deal alone is worth over two billion. As I'm thinking okay. about it, because they did the TV deal with Fox. Um, and that was two hundred fifty million a year. For I think four years, okay. So that's one billion right there. Yep. Um, and then they did the TV deal with USA, um, and that one was bigger because of the extra hour. So I think that one was like three hundred million a year for four years. Mm-hmm. So that's over a billion right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's two two point two billion just for the TV deal. And the whole point of selling before the you redo the TV deal is because you're trying to say, oh, you're gonna make so much money back on on your new TV deal. Mm-hmm. So I guess right right off the bat, the, the company's probably worth at least five billion, like just between the TV deals and the network. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you probably sell it for for at least ten billion. I'm guess I don't know. I don't know how all that stuff works, but okay. But right. I feel like you're you're selling it based on the projection of the people getting their money back. True, true. We can't know what's going to happen with the current um, shareholders. Well, it depends what happens with the uh, yeah. Because like the talk is, if they sell to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia is going to make the company private. Yeah, that's what I'm curious. Like, <laughs> and that means all the shareholders they just get their money. Okay. Whatever, whatever the stock is worth at the that moment that it goes private, that's what you get. All right. Now, hopefully, hope for the best. Yeah, um, yeah. Back to the Rumble real quick. Uh, side note. Yeah. I am so mad I didn't invest in WWE stock when it first came out at $13 <laughs> a share. Well, it's not too late right now. It's not too late, but it's it's not the same. There you go. <laughs> not the same. I'm, I'm thinking about it because I'm like, yeah, if I had invested it back then with at $13 a share, I'm like, yeah. right now they're fluctuating between $60 and $90 a share. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's fluctuating yeah. by the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but either this, way, I mean, you're, you're getting at least five times your money back, maybe more. 
That's true. That's true. Hopefully, you can recoup. Um, there's a video of uh Chris Masters wanting to plug himself into a return uh during the Rumble to face off uh with uh, Lashley. And I was thinking that wouldn't be, be too bad because they both have the same finisher. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be similar how like Hercules, uh Hernandez and um uh, was it Blackjack. Yeah, the, no, no. Um. Ah, no, 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 It was uh, Billy Hayes. They Billy both Hayes, had, yeah, uh, yeah. They had, they had that full Nelson match. I think it was like WrestleMania Five. I want to say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I want. I, I was. I don't know if I would see Masters for like a whole year, but like to pop up, do a quick just for a quick program. Yeah, with, with uh, Lashley, and then you know, go about his business. I wouldn't mind that. I guess. Yeah. All things considered. I mean, he's much smaller than Lashley now, but I mean, yeah. he's a boy. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he wrestles for NWA, I want to say, Power. I feel like I've seen that. I don't know about mm-hmm. recently, but I've definitely seen that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any folks that would be cool to pop up, you know, some some old part-timers. Um, X-Pac. Yeah. Can he still can he still get busy though in the ring? Uh for a rumble, I bet he could. Yeah. Um, okay. And he wrestled last year uh for some indies. Oh, okay. And really? I really looked good. Okay. All right. Shout uh, out to Sean Waltman. Yeah, shout out to him. And uh and really I'm like and, and oh th- I was actually gonna say this. I was like with the, the Vince transition, because I'm like I, I feel like X-Pac should be a lock to, to, to be in the Rumble if he wants to be because I feel like he would just call up his buddy Triple H and be like, hey man, remember when you were formed DX and you, you had to call me? Yeah, <laughs> well, I can see that. Um, maybe uh, we might see like Carlito. Could he possibly... Uh... That'd be oh. an interesting one. He's been looking brawling. Really? Yeah, well, I saw some pictures of him think- online. Yeah, I was gonna say, has he been on a couple of your, in, uh, your indie shows as well? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, it's funny, he- I'm like, I don't know where he was at. The pictures I saw of him, they were definitely a show of some sort, but I don't know if it was Puerto Rico. Okay. Like, in my head, he just stays in Puerto Rico for some reason. I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, we could maybe see the Hurricane. I don't know, is he still nah, still up he, Oh, he's, nah, he's Hurricane's. Uh, he's a he's one of the um, backstage agents for WWE. Yeah, but that's like X-Pac, though, right? Isn't he similar? Or, I mean... No, nah, X-Pac's not an agent. Road Dog. No. Yeah, but who's, who you think is in better shit, like better condition and shape? Oh, X-Pac. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Hurricane looks... Uh, and I say this very respectfully. Okay. Actually, you know because I... You know what? Hold on, I'm going to change what I was about to say. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to say Hurricane looks bad, and that's, that's, that is not a fair statement. That is not even a, necessarily a true statement. Okay. I will say Hurricane looks like he's been eating very well and enjoying his non-wrestling days. Okay. That's okay. what I will say. I won't say he looks bad. I will say, you know, in the 1800s, you know, the, the kings, you, you could tell a king was a king because you knew he was eating well. He, he had okay. the money to eat well. Okay. Could, 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 could Flair pop up? I doubt that one. Okay. I doubt okay. that one. I don't think he'd be able to pass a WWE medical exam. I mean, if it's just for a rumble, you know, go in and get tossed out quickly type Still of thing. Pass a WWE medical exam. Okay. Okay. Uh, do we see any celebrities like uh, Bad Bunny return? Um, I can see that. Logan Paul, perhaps. 
Well, he signed with the company, though, right? Yeah, he signed. Yeah. So, so I guess he doesn't count as a celebrity pop-up. Yeah, exactly. If you're an employee. Um, who is Pat, Pat McAfee? Uh, I mean, he signed with the company, too. I thought he's doing football, though, now. Yeah, but he still signed to WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Pat McAfee is living his best life. Okay. He's okay. got the Pat McAfee show. Yep. Which uh, NFL uh, they they're they're affiliated with that somehow. Okay. So you know he's he's got money coming in there. Okay. Um, he's signed to WWE as a commentator. Okay. Um, so he's got money coming in there, and he's uh, signed to I don't know where college football plays on TV, <laughs> but uh, I think ESPN. Um, but wherever college football plays on TV, he is signed to that to to do commentary for them. All right. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, Good. he's living his best life, man. He's got multiple income streams. Could we see uh, The Rock make a not televised appearance, but via satellite? Or does The Rock enter the Rumble? Uh, would he be able to pass a well, uh, <laughs> wellness health check? Um, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I right. I I think they would figure it out for him. I'm like <laughs> Lashley passes the test, uh, Strowman passes the test. Okay, okay. So I'm like I, I think they'll figure out how The Rock's gonna pass the test. Les- Lesnar passes the test. <laughs> yeah, could we see Lesnar pop up? Yeah, I, he- I would. I, I would think we see Lesnar. Minnesota. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I, my question is, does The Rock or Cody Rhodes win the Rumble? Oh yeah, I was gonna say, do we see Cody pop up? That's a definite, because they, they've okay. already started playing vignettes for him on Raw. Okay, and uh, I'm, so I'm like, there's no way you start doing vignettes for him and he's not in the Rumble. Have we seen photos of him walking around street clothes, seeing uh, around the, you know, uh, training and stuff like that? Well, the vignettes that they showed him working out and stuff, oh, okay. and like him just kind of talking, like you know, getting ready for a comeback. Does he look so bigger? It hasn't specifically said Rumble, but I'm like, I feel like now's the time you start showing that stuff for the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Has he looked any different? Like, yeah, he looks he big. Look okay. okay. Um, there's a po- photo actually going around online from him at the gym. And I always try to tell people, I'm like, ah, don't go by gym photos because he's probably just finished his workout. He's got, you know, that full pump going. Okay. But, uh, but I mean, you, you look at that photo, his arm looks like, looks like a 1990s wrestler arm. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Oh, do we possibly might see Goldberg? I doubt that one. Okay. Okay. I doubt that. All right. Um. Uh, Taker. No. Um. Okay. But he is doing his one man show. Uh, in Texas that weekend. Okay. Um, Angle? No, Angle's done. Okay. Uh, Randy Orton? That's a maybe. That would be okay. that would, that'd be a big pop. Okay. Okay. Uh, with all these names, though, at the end of the day, who do we see going into WrestleMania as the winner of the 30 participants? I think it's either got to be The Rock or Cody Rhodes. Okay. Um, not um not Sammy, not Karrion Cross, not um trying to think of uh any other folks that could 
uh, face um, Roman. Uh, yeah, those are the ones I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I could give reasons for both of those two to win. Okay. Um, I could even give reasons for McIntyre to win again. Well, I mean, The Rock is somewhat self-explanatory. I think that he that's like the highest percentage-wise, I think, seeing if he does throw himself in there winning. Yeah. Uh, or even if, like, Cena popped in. Uh, I don't know how I'll see Cena winning unless they do some, like, hokey-dokey, we got you type of thing. But <laughs> uh, Rose, Cody Rose, I don't really – that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. But, yeah. And I understand that. For me personally, I'll, I'll, I, I will agree with you. From like a money part, you know, uh, perspective. Yeah, but I I feel like the, that was the story though. They told like he came in saying he's here to win the title. His dad never won. Right. I'm like the only way you do that is win the rumble and go to WrestleMania. Well, that's not the only way to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I feel like that's that's the story they've set up. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but. Yeah, for the other ones, give me give me your your reasoning. Yeah, uh, I mean, Sammy, uh, I feel like that's pretty self explanatory. Um, why you would have Sammy win it? Uh, the the pop would be ridiculous, right? Um, and now you've got that 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 truth true dissension. Yeah, like from a storyline, yeah, it definitely makes the most sense. Other than the Rock, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Um, especially. Woo, um, I was watching SmackDown from uh, not this week's SmackDown, but the week prior. Okay. Um, it was the SmackDown after the John Cena Kevin Owens match. Okay. And uh, Roman cuts into Sammy. Um, bad. And I was watching it, and I'm like, oh man, I'm uncomfortable. Because um, because Roman, but but it would be, but this would play out perfect for Sammy winning the Rumble. Because uh, before before the match with um, Owens and Cena, Sammy and Ro- Ro- Roman um, did a promo, and Sammy guaranteed the win. Yep. And so Roman, so Roman's out there. Uh, it, it, the whole bloodline's out there. Uh, they're they're cutting the blood. Roman's like, yeah, he's like, you know what though? I didn't get pinned, so I, I don't even care about that match. He's like, Sammy got pinned. Whatever, that's on him. And, yep. and he's smiling and laughing and everything and. Yeah, and then all of a sudden his face changes, and he goes, "But this is what's been bothering me. Before that match, Sammy, you guaranteed the win. You you tried to play Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the tribal chief does. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to be the tribal chief? You trying to do what the tribal chief does? You trying to take my spot? And like he was like in Sammy's face and yelling at him like." And I'm like, so if Sammy wins the Rumble, mm-hmm. he's the number one contender for the champion. Mm-hmm. Roman cuts that exact same promo. Like, you trying to be the top? <laughs> you trying to take my? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it just it sets itself up right there. Okay. Okay. And you could even have Sammy try to be like, no, nah, no, nah, like it's not about that. Like, it was just I, I won the match. Like, you know and. And you know, Sammy can try to play it cool. Like he, he doesn't, you know, he's not coming after Roman. He's just he just won the match, and so this is what he's got to do next. And now you can have Roman attack Sammy because he's paranoid that Sammy's coming after him. Okay. And now you've got you got heat on Roman. 
Sammy's a major baby face. It's a whole thing. Okay. But uh but but yeah, but then I don't know I'm like Sammy Zayn was Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That that just doesn't sound big to me. Yeah. I mean that's the only thing. Has to be obviously some sort of stipulation. It can't be a straight up one on one. Yeah. That was just like uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like Sammy Zayn couldn't beat the jackass guys at WrestleMania. Well, the, to his, so, you know, it was multiple opponents, not just one. <laughs> yeah, but do those and multiple they, opponents they, equal one tribal chief? Yeah, man, they had like Home Alone booby traps and stuff. Like that, you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but whoa, what would you rather see, Sammy or Cody? Cody. Okay. I think that's a more interesting match. I, I can't see Sammy beating but, Roman. Yeah, but I mean, match-wise, yes. I'm saying program. What, does that make more sense than the actual match? Yes. Yeah, program-wise, Sammy. That that's so much drama and excitement you can do there. Right. Okay. Okay. <sighs> All right. It'll be interesting. I can't. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this uh, Royal Rumble. I'm not saying like other ones that not as much, but like the build-up is really, you know, there's a lot at stake. Yeah, no, this is gonna be might not be around again, you know, like it is. <laughs> this might be the last rumble. Uh that'd be a cool t- uh, headline though. Like if they t- like it was like this is the last rumble, you know what I'm right. saying? Y'all better enjoy it for what you can. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, now there's a lot going into this. Um, yeah. I mean everything right now just feels extra big because yeah, everything feels like it could be the last. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you know uh Vince does sell it to over in the Middle East, I mean it's the last time we probably received Sammy. Uh yeah. KO probably wouldn't stay because that's his, his you know his, his road dog, so he'd probably be gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Cena definitely probably wouldn't have any connection with the company at that point. For so sure. It'd be interesting. It'd definitely be interesting. And that's the uh but I'll tell you but I, I try to play devil's advocate on this. Okay, because uh, I was talking to the princess, and she was she was saying that yeah, it's a real bad look, and everything's going to change for the negative if they mm-hmm. sell to the Saudi group. But my thing is, I'm like, let's let's think about this though. If you're the Saudi group, your whole thing is about changing the perception that Americans have. That's true. So I would think you would try to be like you're, you're putting on your your best foot. You know what I mean? That's like, true. They, they probably have like women headlining like every show, like <laughs> just, just just to do it. I mean, they probably wouldn't, but <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what I'm saying though. They they would yeah. probably put, put a good, you know, they they want good good publicity. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It's gonna be a. We thought 2022 was interesting this year, boy. Right. But uh, 2023 yeah. was like, hold my beer. <laughs> like, yeah. So, whoo, we're not even um, a month in yet. Nah, just a handful of weeks. Yeah, we're we're yeah. Today is the today's the fifteenth. Yeah, so, so two weeks. Yeah, two weeks in. <laughs> well, yeah, all of this has been well. I mean, twenty twenty two did set, set the precedent with the whole Vince thing. So yeah, that, that was, was almost a year ago. That was the prologue. Now we're uh, we're in the storyline right now. Right. Man, could we, all, could we all be being be uh be worked right now? Could this be all work? 
Um, that'd be crazy. That would be crazy. The the, the biggest wrestling storyline ever. Yeah, like because when you think about it, people are still on the fence with the whole Bret Hart situation. So that like maybe maybe Vince was like, all right, let me see if I can top that. Right. I'm gonna do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying that that would be wild. Yeah, and at least with this one, like the end goal could actually you know help the company if that was the case. Yeah, yeah, like Stephanie and Triple H somehow like wrestle the company back from Vince and like yeah, po- yeah. positive headlines and things. And... Do you do? I mean, do we see Shane secret, secretly in the in the cut with maybe some investors be like, all right, I might come in because he um, worked uh, over across seas. I want to say in Asia, so he probably might got some some decent connections over there too. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, if if he, if he wanted to uh, take in the range. That that would be an interesting one, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Shane. Heard actually, I just I just found out uh, last year. <laughs> Shane, Shane. So as we've discussed, Shane McMahon was fired from WWE. Yep, as an um, employee. Yes, as an employee. So he did not earn his usual uh, salary. Okay. However, he did still get paid for his Royal Rumble appearance. Okay. Um, and it was something like 850 grand or something like that. Wow, just to appear? <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Good for him. And uh, so it did the breakdown, and it was like 2,000, like two grand a second or something like that. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah, good, for him. good for him. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. No doubt. Um, yeah, so uh, we mentioned obviously the Rumbles on the twenty eighth, uh, but well, also Shane McMahon show up in the Royal Rumble. Was that the Shane McMahon show up and win the Royal Rumble? He challenged well, Roman at Mania for like the company. Yeah, we almost had that last year, right? When he put himself over, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what uh, got him fired. I was gonna say um, you also uh, mentioned that you will be uh, wrestling in action that same night. So why don't yeah. you talk to everybody about that? Yeah, um, very excited. Going to be uh, making my 2023 debut. Um, that'll be my first match of the year. Uh, we'll be in the lovely state of Maine. And I will be taking on former guest of the show, Mark Moment. There you go. There you go. How many times have you guys uh, went up against each other? Less than five. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I thought, especially when, when you were heavily uh, wrestling wrestling in Maine, that you guys would have more opportunity to face each other. No, it's it's interesting because um, when I was wrestling heavy up in Maine, I was I was upper Carter. He was a lower Carter. Okay, that, there's some shade right there, but okay. No, nah, that's no shade. That, that is no shade because <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired to set up this uh, program. No, 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 no shots fired because my next statement is uh, then then I left Maine. Um, and left wrestling for for a little period, and uh, Ma- moment became the, the big dog up there, um, you know. And uh, so on my few stints that I came back and just kind of did a shot here or there. Now he's the 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 headliner. He's in the main events, and, and I'm doing an undercard match. Um, well, out of the times that you guys, the five times that you guys are facing each other, who's come out the top? <sighs> Probably me more than him. Um, shots fired. <laughs> no, no shots fired. I'm just thinking back to uh, 
I'm like, the first time we wrestled, I, I went over because uh, he was just like a job guy at that time. Like, I, I don't even think he was Mark Moment yet. I think he was like Mark Moondog at that point. Okay. Um, he was still doing that gimmick. Um, come to the ring in jeans and a bone in his mouth. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, like I beat him there. And then uh, we had another match. Um, it was in Massachusetts, actually. Okay. And uh, the match never even happened. We locked up and uh, he stepped funny and uh, his knee went out. Ah, okay. And uh, so I won that match by count out. Okay. He, uh, he immediately, he, he said to me, he's like, my knee's hurt. He rolled out of the ring and got counted out. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that was that one. Um, and then, uh, what other matches have we had? We had a match. We had a match up in Maine, actually. That was a uh, barn burner classic mm-hmm. uh, around 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, this was peak. Uh, this I'm pretty sure this was simply God's best GA West at that time. Um, and yeah, we had a barn burner of a match classic. And I think he won. Yeah. Okay. yeah he won that match with surprise butt sex, which uh, okay. was his finisher at that time. Okay. Um. And then Cameron Matthews did a run-in. Um, complete shoot. Uh, it was not planned at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthews did a run-in. And me and Matthews, uh, we, we hit moment with a uh, tombstone double stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> which in hindsight is really weird and random. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Um, so we did that uh, and I think that's it I think yeah I think Moan and I have only wrestled those three times okay this will be number four coming up okay Okay. All right. cool alright well uh, I'm expecting to steal the show I think uh, uh, where's the um, venue Um, where's this in Maine It's it's a place I've never been to actually oh okay but hold on you know what I will give that information next week okay all right, cool. Yeah, boy. Um, I want to say it's Farmington, Maine, I think, but I might be wrong off that. But I remember it's somewhere I've never been. Is it a straight-up one-on-one match or is it a gimmick? Straight-up one-on-one. Nice. All right, See cool. who the better man is. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Moments, if you're listening, I hope you're doing your cardio, boy. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, all right. Well, uh, um, other big, big news this week. Okay. Frankie Kazarian, uh, no longer with AEW. Was was he wrestling Impact now? Yeah, he just signed to Impact. Okay. As did Santino Morella. Oh, wow. Good for him. Uh, the, uh, the authority figure over there. Okay. All right. Good for him. Good for him. All right, cool. Um, All right. What other big? It's funny. I'm like, this has been. I'm like, I don't even feel like we've even scratched the surface of how big of a week this week has been in wrestling. Uh, I'm just laughing. I'm thinking about. I'm like, the Vince stuff has taken all the headlines. It is. But like, hey, we didn't even talk about it on this episode. Maybe we'll talk about it next episode. There's rumor that uh, the cons are interested in buying WWE. Um, crazy. That would definitely be crazy. But they do have the money to do it. Okay. So if they wanted to, they could. I I don't think they will, but they could. Okay. Um. So maybe we'll get more into that next week. Um. 
What else? Oh, uh, Kenny and the Young Bucks are the new AEW trios champions. So they won the series against uh, Penta and um, Phoenix and Pac. Pac, yeah. Yeah, Triple P. I just now realized that. <laughs> Hysterical. Um, although Phoenix spells his with an F. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the Spanish way, I guess. Lucha Bros. Yeah, Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. Mexico. Ta, 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 ta. <laughs> Uh, then, all right. I dig those guys. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, new trios, champions. Um, what else has been going down? Again, like I feel like a lot has gone down this week um, that we're not even talking about. Um, <laughs> uh oh, what, 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 what you thinking? Uh, all right. Well, after you finish, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know after you finish what you're about to say. Uh, no, because I was just trying to think of more. I'm like, I'm like, so much has gone down, but I'm like, I can't even think of other stuff. So go ahead. Not perfect segue. Not as much as the one uh, Osiris. Uh <laughs> oh. So uh, this uh, brings to my favorite uh, section of the show. <laughs> <clears throat> We're going down memory lane. That we are. That we are, my friend. February 10th, 2004. So much to unravel here. But I'm just going to do a couple of cliff notes because it's a very long, 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 long entry. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, what a week it has been. Uh... So I know it's been a while since I've updated, but I uh, haven't had time. Hopefully, I'll get the newsletter out, which I uh, remember uh, getting that uh, a lot of times uh, through my email was uh, the Osiris newsletter. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, a lot since last time. Uh, I forgot if I wrote on my experience with Jason Rumble, the originator of the uh, 630 Blast, I guess you can call it. No, that was Jarrell Clark. Really? I thought Rumble was the, the OG that had it first. Nah, nah, Jarrell Clark had it first. What did nah. Rumble have it first? Nah, I'm not I'm not going to spare Jarrell Clark's name out there. Just Jarrell Clark had it first. He is Mr. 630. So, oh, so Rumble was what, like a, a couple years after? Perhaps even a day after. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Jarrell Clark, we're going to give it to him as Mr. 630. All right. Uh, anyways, working Jason Rumble last Tuesday was awesome. Uh, he's easily the best person I've worked on the show thus far. He goes really quickly, and I'll be honest, I had a tough time keeping up. Wow, um, all right. Shout out to Rumble. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, though I learned a lot from him. He's one of Walter's, which I didn't know, uh, boys. Uh, so he had a bond over that. Uh, it's like a brotherhood. We had a great time. Yeah, him and Slick came up together. Him, Slick, and uh, Bo Douglas. But I thought Slick was your train. So was... What's that? Was Rumble training you at the same time? No, no, no. So Slick was oh. my trainer. Right, but Rumble but, wasn't there? No, no, Rumble wasn't there. But Rumble, oh, Slick, okay. and Bo Douglas, they all started there at the same time. At the same time? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, I got you. Oh, and Louis Ortiz. Shout out to Louis Ortiz, too. Really? He started with them, yeah. He's still in the biz? Is he still in the biz? Yeah, he's still on the indie scene? I don't know. Okay, okay that's a, a name I, I haven't heard. Same, but I was just thinking, I'm like, yeah, yeah those four all started together. And Rumble, Slick, and Ortiz were in a uh, trios team together, or in a stable oh, together. I think. I think they were stable. Okay. Okay. 
all right it'd be cool to see what uh what he's up to these days um yeah. uh he said uh we, sh- we shared a bond over that it's like a, a brotherhood uh we had a great time after the show uh the rest of the week was filled with work and gym and the usual usual routine but friday night was pretty cool as myself Doc and Os uh, <laughs> took our girlfriends out on the night of the town. We rented a limo and went to the Naked Fish restaurant and then oh. went to, to take in the comedy show. Do you recall this? I do recall this. <laughs> took a limo into the Naked Yeah. Granted, yeah. <laughs> it is good Cuban food. Great, right. great, great food. Um, but a limo seems very... Um... <laughs> oh, man. Um, big budget ballers back then. <laughs> yeah, you were. Uh, the show was pretty busted, but it was still a good time. Uh, the highlight of the night is when the table next to us got kicked out and tried to start a fight with the two uh, with the bouncers. <laughs> Talk about comedy. I wish I remembered that because that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, this uh, th- there were two comedians for the show. The first one was really bad. Uh, the second one was all right, uh, but not that great in my opinion. Uh, after the show, we headed to the Hip Hop Club in Boston, which was surprisingly a good time. The music was good and everybody seemed cool, except one, except one cat who tried to hit it on my girl. <laughs> <laughs> now I have no problems with peeps uh, looking at her, uh, even talking to her. In fact, Doc and I were standing uh, back watching the whole thing and getting a good laugh as this dude tried to spit game or whatever. But Portland Biscuit. Sometimes some things turn into dumb things, uh, and that's when you put your foot down. And that's what happened as a dude became a little more brazen uh, and was in my girl's face. Woo! Heavy! Um, I just kept, uh, I just kind of uh, stepped in and pushed the kid aside, though no need for it to be overtly physical in this situation. All right. <laughs> that, that must have been a good time. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I'm like, I don't remember this at all, but I'm like, I'm, it's so funny. I'm trying to, I'm like, Sounds like I handled it well, so that's good. <laughs> I feel like today I'll just be like, pop, pop. <laughs> ask questions later. Oh, uh, man. Uh, but the real funny stuff was, um, all right, so let's see. Um, all right, so um, next morning I got up to 9 freaking 30 in the morning. You on your... Kurt Angle uh, verbiage here. <laughs> right. Went downstairs and, and grabbed Zach. Uh, shout out to ZTR. Shout out to and, ZTR. Uh, S- side note, I- I'm laughing. Yes. I'm like, wow, I was upset about having to be up at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was Another looking at good life. <laughs> um, ran downstairs, grabbed Zach, and we busted out so we can get ready. He got on, on the road and uh, grabbed uh, uh, yours truly, the unnamed host. Uh, okay. Pick me up at uh, 11.45. Uh, you're supposed to be there by 11. <laughs> um, headed down to Fall River uh, to catch the Zero One charity show. Oh, I remember <laughs> this. I don't. But uh, while there, we hung out. Uh, we hung with uh, Lemonhead, Dave, B. Duffy, and my tag partner, uh, Wraith Mannix, uh, and my manager, Quentin Michaels, uh, Aside from uh, being too long, the show was pretty good. And it went to a great cause, which is uh, most important. After the show, the whole crew and I hooked up with my old trainer, Slick Wagner Brown, uh, his manager, April Hunter, diehard Eddie Edwards, Sumi Saki. Wow, we're doing some name dropping here. 
Sudden Impact, Dylan Cage, and his manager, Tyler. Taylor? Talila? Talila? Talia. Who I would go on to be Velvet Sky. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and we went out to Applebee's uh, to grab some eats. Good times and good food. I definitely fell in my face, but you can't blame me after being stuck at the show uh, with no good food. When we got there, there was uh, too many of us for one table, uh, so they split split <laughs> split the groups up. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unnamed host uh, got stuck with the busted table. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> That's why I was dying. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was cool uh, with it, though, for the most part. Uh, he wrote some funny stuff in his uh, online journal, so uh, peep that in my friend section. Uh, while you're there, uh, peep my other friend's journals as well. Uh, and then, oh, we got to go through your old journals. It sounds I like. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what like the, the tagline was for that. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, so the end of it... Um, this week should be all right. Tonight I have a show in Buxton, so that's cool. And Friday night I'll be in Fairfield, Maine. Uh, you'll be taking your girl off for Valentine's Day. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And your current music is the West Side Connection CD that uh, you borrowed from TNT, Travis Lee. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, good times apparently. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of, wow, bringing back a lot of old memories with that one. First of all, who's TNT, Travis Lee? Um, TNT Travis Lee. If I recall correctly, I think he was just a, a fan. Okay. Um, a, a, at the time, there was a group in Maine. They called themselves the Rowdies. Okay. It was a group of fans that that went to like every show. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm okay. pretty sure uh, TNT Travis Lee was one of them. And um, and yeah, I I don't remember him giving me the CD or let me borrow it or whatever, but. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I don't remember this show. Uh, Zero One Charity. Um, was it a good? Do you remember the show? I remember. I remember things about the show. Okay. Um, I remember us going. I remember us having to wait in line for a really long time outside. Okay. Um, and I remember it being cold. Oh, is when, um, is this when Low Key gave me the um the poster? The also, that was that was Zero One. Uh, show? Yeah. Yes. All right. The show wasn't that bad, was it? It's funny. I feel like I remember going into it expecting like New Japan, you know. Oh, so that's what Zero One was. Zero One was yeah. That that was like the Japanese promotion. Really? Yeah. Uh, but well, I feel I mean, like it was all like American indie talent on it for sure. Like I, I mean, feel like they gave their name. Well, low key, I wrestled for New Japan, so that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like there was some good talent on the show. Was Slick and um, Edwards wrestling for them, or were they just in the crowd? I feel like they were wrestling on the show. I can't. Okay. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like the wrestlers that were named were all wrestling on that show. And I can't remember who was Southern Impact Dylan Cage. <sighs> he looked kind of like Ricky Starks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's what I'm. I'm gonna compare him to, just with shorter hair. Um, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah, Talia. She would go on to be Velvet Sky. That's crazy, right? Wow. Well, it sounds like all those wrestlers were couples. Obviously, you know, uh, Slick and April. I think yep. Sumi and Edwards. Yep. And with Cage and uh, Talia, the same thing with a couple. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, all right. yeah. Wow, that's uh, a. <laughs> I can't believe I I wrote like that. You sat at the busted table. 
after naming all the people at that table. <laughs> yeah, you definitely high sided on that one. Right? <laughs> but uh, whatever. I stand by it, I guess. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You, you you won't be too ashamed about your past if you ever ran for uh for office. Nah, nah. I've got uh, nah. I, I stand by anything I've ever said or done. <laughs> be all right. But uh, all right. Well, uh, what's on tonight's uh, water jug? Today's water jug. Live your life for you. I like it. Right. Um, uh, I think that's a message that uh, everybody needs to, to hear and, and understand because uh, so many of us, uh, you know, you, you, you live your life for others. You, you grow up, you live your life for your parents, and then, you know, you get friends, you start living your life for your friends, you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or what have you, you live your life for them. It's like, nah, 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 you got to live your life for you. You know, you exactly. do, do do what works best for you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, well, yeah, uh, we're going to have a big episode next week. I'm definitely stoked about that. Yes. Uh, so definitely uh, look forward. Not saying today's episode wasn't exciting. Um, no, of course. Today's week. episode was very exciting. Next week could be uh, one for the ages. Uh, have a minute. Definitely, definitely. Uh, episode, so. Yeah, if you want to uh, take us out. Like we always do about this time. Aha! Yeah. Um, but yeah, now nah, everybody, y'all, uh, we appreciate you listening to us ramble on for a couple hours. Word. We covered a lot this week. Word. But, uh, you know, uh, and I, I still don't feel like we covered everything. There'll be um, more. Yeah, there, there's more, but uh, we'll get... more discussion in probably about the Rumble as we get closer towards it. Yes, uh, definitely more discussion about the Rumble, and uh, next week's episode will be a very special episode, so... Uh, yeah. Because it'll be, uh, should, should we just say it'll be a, a blasted, uh, a time capsule, basically? Yes. yes. We will leave that little nugget. We will call next week's episode the time capsule episode. We might not call it that. Uh, no, 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 no. But we have to do some homework for our respective uh, capsules. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so y'all should be looking forward to that next week, uh, next week's time capsule discussion. And, um,. Yeah, y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here, you're listening to us. And for that, we appreciate you. We love you. There's not enough love in the world today. So uh, tell somebody you love them. Uh, (laughs) On that note, hope you have a great day, week, month, even your year. Every week, we'll be there for you. Uh, (laughs) And we finish another episode of Before the Three Count. One, two, three.